from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I, Theo said something in the break that it had been lingering with me since yesterday, but I couldn't quite pick out what the feeling was. I couldn't quite understand the dark cloud, like how to translate it. And Theo said it in the break, and it, it occurred to me that's what I've been feeling. Like last uh, yesterday, football yesterday was just sort of eh. Yeah. It wasn't like an overly enjoyable viewing experience unless you're Mike Greenberg, who's weeping <laughs> and and waving palm fronds at Zach Wilson for beating what's increasingly becoming one of the worst teams in the NFL. Congrats. Your dude, Jack Wilson still threw for under 200 yards yesterday, right? I think he had like 207. But he caught a touchdown. 207. He caught a touchdown. He did catch it. And he hit that great. Speaking of, speaking of, all right. I want to put a moratorium, and I know that we want player safety rules and we want to increase the the, um, player's ability to function in a healthy way. But before we address rules for that, we need to address rules for white players doing the gritty in the NFL. <laughs> Enough. I disagree. Enough. Uh, of course Enough you disagree. Enough I don't want to see Mac Jones do it ever again. I don't want to see Zach Wilson do what it. It Mike doesn't Gisicki? make you cool. I don't want to see Mike Jasicki do it. If you're a – and fine, call me racist. If you are white and you're doing the gritty in the NFL – it should be a 15-yard penalty. Now you got to let us in on the action. What no. do you mean? No, let no, us no. in on the action. Well, you heard Pierre Garçon <laughs> even said Mac Jones, it was smooth no. last week. No, 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 no. It should be a penalty <laughs> for being white, number 85, 15 yards, repeat, second down. So you're bringing back the cabbage patch. You want us, you want us back to the, the leg crank. Ying, 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 where you're I like the cabbage patch. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's smooth, too. <laughs> no, actually, I'll take, it, I said it. I'll take it as far as this. The only touchdown celebration pitch. that white NFL players should be able to do is spiking the football. Oh, come on. That is y'all's, though. That is <laughs> Yeah, yeah white, white people love spiking yeah. the football. <laughs> And they love spiking the football without a knowledge of how to spike it. They spike it nose down so it just goes, and it. then it just rolls. You got to spike it on the face of the ball so it bounces high up into the air. Know something. Be about it. Gronk mastered it. Yeah. He, monster, he mastered the uh, he's trademark. Yeah. He's, trademarked he's big and white. Yeah, he's, he's about as white as they come in the NFL. But, but, but white, white players, no more gritting, and I would say no more dancing. Leave that to the people who know what they're doing. So Baker Mayfield is hearing this right now, and he is—he's out 15 yards. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, 15 he, yard but penalty. Baker can dance; like he's smooth with his dance. Uh, by what metric? <laughs> ba- don't Baker be fooling y'all? Like, uh, what was that Russell Westbrook talking about Patrick Beverly? Yes, Baker be fooling y'all, man. He's just yeah. be moving around. I don't know if he can actually dance. Yeah. I don't All know right. if the rhythm is there. I will say about the spike, though, it is one of my favorites when the quarterback does give it to the lineman, or the running back does hand it to the lineman. That's kind of cool. That is and cool. gives yeah, him nice. an opportunity to spike that thing down. That is nice. Have you I, ever done that? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm more of like, the, you know, when they hold you up, keep it basic. Basic. Uh, you I can't wait to get the email. Why do you hate white people? <laughs> Typical white guilt. No, I just don't want to see white guys doing the gritty because it's annoying and it's terrible. Yeah, I didn't think Zach Wilson's was that good either. It's. I don't think Zach Wilson's that good. <laughs> period. That was that was great. Yeah. Uh, that was some great banter. Mike Greenberg. Oh, I think we got. I we need to. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. I just. Uh, mad. I'm gonna find Mike Greenberg's tweets. Go on. I'm I'm more so. I'm dejected at how quickly white people killed the dab, and I'm still affected oh, by that. That was a a swift murder. That hurt because honestly, the dab was such a nice, cool, calm celebration. You guys had something going. The dab was smooth. <laughs> yeah. 
and Cam Newton went and, and publicized it and got it all the way got out a there. Generational movement going, and, and it got totally gentrified. And and weirdly enough, the gritty, um, it's kind of like a slow grind at this. Like, are we going to get this all year? Like, are people going to move not. on to the Antonio Brown? Uh, oh, ooh, it's a God, good one. That but thing sucks. I gotta ask you: Did you see? Post, <laughs> I enjoy that. Did you see Post Malone's concert where he did put the dab in there? I did not. Okay, Ooh. it was this weekend. He was throwing the dab in there. I didn't know what to think of it. To be honest, though, the da- the dab is so clean and cool, and it, I loved it. But we killed it. It's over with now. I can't do it anymore <laughs> without just feeling icky now, and and I do hate that. So I'm still affected by that. I have. I don't want to, you know, undermine anybody that actually has real PTSD, but I have dab PTSD. Uh-huh. As in, that was a really fun thing to do. We were doing it. It was great. We all loved it, enjoyed it, and it got stripped away from me. PTDS, post-traumatic dab syndrome. Ooh. There yeah, you go. P- there we, that's what I have. Yeah, PTDS. And, and now, so I've never even learned the gritty. I never, because I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah, oh, I no, knew no, no, it. it was inevitable. That's a cop out there. You just can't do it. I can, I, no, you, you know what? I've seen I'm, Houston, Texas. You know when something's officially yeah. dead? When a white politician does it. Did a white politician do the... I know they have. Did I miss this? On TikTok. Like, no, no, no. I'm just saying like the dab. Like once white politicians started doing the dab, yeah. then it was like dead, dead. Yeah. Um, yeah it's like he got murder. dug up and murdered again. Yeah. <laughs> I got a secondary murder. A post-death murder. Yeah, but don't worry. The gritty's coming. Once once like Mitch, uh, Mitt Romney does it, oh. then it'll be dead. And I feel like we're like two weeks away, so don't worry. Yeah. We're just going to kill it off completely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's Mike Greenberg's tweet. After they beat the Steelers yesterday, I love Zach Wilson. That's the best win the Jets have had in years. I've seen this game a hundred times. We never won it before. But when you have the quarterback, everything is different. The quarterback? I mean, are you bleeping me with that? When you have the quarterback, everything is different. That's the biggest win we've had in years. If beating Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett is the biggest win you've had in years, boy, are you poverty. Yeah. I mean, that's living under a bridge, a 95 overpass type of poverty right there. That's bad. He doesn't have a lot of wins to choose from, though. And honestly, that's a good point. So maybe it, it realistically is the best win they've had in years because well, it's one of the few they've okay. had. But what about like just two weeks ago when they came back from the Browns down two scores with a minute twenty-two left? I thought that was a pretty incredible win. That was more impressive than what they was, did against that, the Steelers. That was more fluky than earned. I think if you're Mike and, and it yeah. wasn't the quarterback. Oh, it wasn't the who quarterback. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Joe Flacco led them to a win in Cleveland. I didn't hear that chatter. He why threw was for 400 this, yards. Yeah, why was this any more impressive than Joe Flacco? Because it wasn't the quarterback. Here's what's happening. Mike Greenberg's trying to talk him into the fact that Zach Wilson is the guy. He is. And you talked. To, you used the word impressive. I think seven combined turnovers in a football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> yeah. and the New York Jets. Man, uh, that's Zach impressive Wilson, stuff. 18 of 36, 252. Uh, seven per in the air, huh? two interceptions. Yeah, QBR 53-4, rating 59. Not even close to what Tua puts up there, but fine. Take your QB. That's my quarterback I, right I, there. I, I lied. Eight combined turnovers, actually. Oh, because oh, oh, so it was even better. Because he had three interceptions from Kenny Pickett. He had one from Mitch Trubisky mm. and two fumbles. Wow. So, so eight combined turnovers, but hey, it was the best game that they've won in years. Did did we consider the Steelers a possible, not a Super Bowl, but a possible playoff contender going we did into not. the season? No, because of how strong that division is. But it's is. the Steelers. It's Mike Tomlin. I did think they would get another winning record. I was going to say, maybe a winning season. Yeah. Okay, so we're officially concerned about them, right? 
Like, there are major concerns about the Steelers because that quarterback situation is arguably the worst in the league. Right? I mean, I'm surprised we didn't put them in our, our, our funeral or bury them in week two when yeah, we had you're the right. opportunity. You're right. We did not do that. We kept them, yeah. kept them ticking. Well, we it's kept them on the plug. It's Mike Tomlin. We kept them on the plugs. <laughs> there's, there's some guys, though. And there's some teams that you don't want to write off until you know for sure. Because it's the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, I mean, all he does is have winning records. Yeah. So, of course, he could figure this out. But and watch I, he does it, too. And I will just be like, and I don't I don't like the Steelers. I like Mike Tomlin. And I, I just can see it happening again where they squeak away a 9-8 and eight season here. And it's just like, there they go. Um, but teams that we thought would be contenders, not just playoff contenders, and apparently we didn't think, I didn't, I didn't remember, that the Steelers, we didn't think they were going to be playoff contenders. We definitely thought the Broncos could be playoff contenders. Some thought they could be Super Bowl contenders with, let's ride. Well, big problems in Denver because that brings us to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! There's a man down. As if the Broncos don't have enough issues with that offense, running back Javante Williams is done for the year. And the problem is, uh, with a torn ACL, it looks like his PCL and his MCL are also Mm. involved. So it might not just be done for the season. There could certainly be some long-term issues here for Javante Williams. He was injured yesterday in the loss to uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas, And so Javante Williams is done for the season. ACL, and it looks like PCL, MCL could be involved as well. That according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, you experiencing foot and ankle pain? I know somebody who's experiencing some ankle pain. You will, Ashley. Uh-huh. Need to see an expert in the field. God bless, Ash. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. That was the struggle bowl yesterday. Mm. The Broncos and the Raiders, and the Raiders come out with a win. It was a rough watch at times. There was some bad football. I think the Broncos, I'm officially concerned. Russ is getting no better. It took Nathaniel, you this long? Uh, well, I, I was trying because it's Russ. I'm trying to and surely Nathaniel Hackett couldn't be so underwhelming through a full month of the season but here we are, still underwhelming and Russ, he's not cooking. He's just simmering. If that. If that. Uh, uh, he's tepid. Yeah. He's he's tepid. He's not even he's 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 not even yeah, he's not boiling, he's not even simmering. There's hardly that, any yeah. bubbles in his water. He's yeah. just sort of there right now. It's, he's gonna be mosquito infested. It's kinda like you know how sometimes you'll put something on the stove, you'll walk away for a second, come back, you don't see any action. You're like, I forgot <laughs> to turn the damn stove on. <laughs> I don't see any action. I love that action. That's Russell Wilson right now. <laughs> really accurate. I, for I the can't Denver wait till the next time Vivi's cooking it and I'm gonna be like, baby, give me some action. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? Turn that stove on. Turn it up. I wanna <laughs> see that action. I, I'm that glad. Was really good. That was oh awesome. I'm glad I had Denver as my disappointment team when we did talk yeah. about the You're AFC. Right. I mean, what is what is is Rush just bad? Rush is just bad right now. So they had it going on this morning where they showed Geno Smith's statistics through four weeks, and then Russell's. And Geno has more passing yards. He has more touchdowns, and I think he has just the same amount of interceptions. So it's really depressing stuff. But the worst part of yesterday Damn. between Las Vegas and Denver 
was post game, you had Derek Carr and Russ Wilson actually did a jersey swap. And I was like, wow, wow, you guys are proud of what you guys that did out there. That is the least inspiring jersey oh. swap of all time. I, I, wait, wait. Like, please tell me they swapped jerseys so they could burn each other's jerseys they, afterwards. Is that what they did? They like, were showing respect. Like, I need this Legends and I need this Legends jersey in my in my crib because, man, what oh. a battle. What a battle we just did out there. That is so much more humiliating, <laughs> though, for Russ. Like, at least Russ has done something. What are you going to do with Derek Carr's jersey? What is, what's the biggest win in Derek Carr's career? It had to have been five years ago, and he didn't even play in the playoff game that he helped uh, yeah. earn them. That's what I was about to say because he has no, he doesn't have the playoff win. That's that is that is a very, that's a tough jersey swap right there. That is not bottom good. tier. Yeah, I was a little grossed out when I had seen it. And they're probably the two, like I don't want to use the word corny, but two of the cornier quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, two 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 Bible guys. Two, two guys. They are Bible guys. Maybe they go to Bible study together, and at Bible study, they were like, "Hey, we we got to do a jersey swap yeah. for Jesus at midfield." And then they, and then they <laughs> and then no they matter what happens, TikTok together afterwards. <laughs> yes. It's just awful. Uh, so uh, I think other the, it's abundantly clear the AFC West wildly overrated. The Raiders concerning the Broncos really yeah. concerning. Uh, the Chiefs are clearly the class of that uh, division. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Oh we my know. God. The flip touch now. Come on, man. The Bucs didn't stand a chance last night. Uh, are you? Are we concerned about the Bucs? Yes. So I they look the, pretty listless, and Brady looks like he doesn't want to be there. I did have the Bucs written down on the most flawed contenders as my number one because I don't think they can keep pace with the with these next-gen kids. So so he threw for 367 yards, and when I say he, I'm talking about Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and he only had the ball 21 minutes. It was the most ineffective 367 I think I've ever seen. He threw the ball like 50. 52 times? Right. In, yeah. a, in a matter of 21 minutes. That is so not sustainable. It, it's not. Like, they can't keep pace with guys like Mahomes who can convert third downs and go on these long drives. Mahomes and the Chiefs had the ball for 40 minutes of the game. So, it, it, I just don't think the Bucks. I've said it three times now, but can keep pace with guys like Herbert, with guys like Patrick Mahomes. Like, they just can't score 41. Yeah. Like, you're just not going to be able to do it. It's not in this DNA. We're talking contenders. Contenders right now. Who are the most flawed contenders in the NFL? The Bucks are there, and that Todd Bowles defense, eee, that did not go well last night. Uh, the Broncos, Russ is bad. Nathaniel Hackett, not sure he knows what he's doing. Uh, the Raiders, they finally get a win, but it took a lot in what was a super sloppy game. Who are the most flawed contenders right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. The most flawed contenders, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Um, we we came one decision away from having the Bills in this conversation, but yeah. that one play means now that the Ravens are in this conversation. They have done nothing but blow leads all year long. They've led every game this season, right, Stone? Every single game, but yeah, including the twenty-one point fourth quarter lead that they threw up. Uh, all over their shoes on against the Dolphins. Then yesterday, they have that game in control, and then they get Josh Allen. But it all came down to a a call late in this game by John Harbaugh, a fourth down call. It was a fourth and goal from the two for the Ravens, and it's a tie game. It's 20-all at this point. And what? It's just over four minutes left in this game, yep. right? Where they end up, uh, yep. they end up going down there, and they're at the two yard line, and they call a pass play for Lamar. Lamar immediately has someone in the backfield with him, so he's backtracking, 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 backtracking. What does he do? 
He throws it into the end zone, picked off by Jordan Poyer in the end zone. Mm. And it's a touchback, sets up the Bills at the 20. Predictably, the Bills march down the field, get in field goal range. Right before the field goal, Marcus Peters is charging at John Harbaugh on the Ravens' sideline. Pass hits the field goal. Bills win. Finally, Josh Allen wins a closed game. The Bills are 3-1. <laughs> and one. Uh, Just behind the Dolphins' uh, tiebreaker for the lead in the AFC East. And then, of course, the questions are going to come to John Harbaugh. Why did you go for it on fourth down? Why would you ever do that? Why would you go for it on fourth down? And honestly, it failed. And the play got blown up, but I don't, I don't hate it. If Josh Allen is, and I believe him to be, who we all make him out to be, a field goal wasn't going to cut it for you. You were definitely still going to at least go to overtime. I mean, look what happened. The Dolphins were fortunate twice. They were a bad throw from Josh Allen away and then terrible clock management away from losing twice to the Bills because Josh Allen is inevitable. So I understand the Mm, frustration and you take the points and you have the lead, but what about that Ravens defense suggests to you that in that spot they were going to stop Josh Allen from getting into field goal range and maybe just maybe from getting into the end zone at the end of that game? Like, it's it's tough, and it's easy to second-guess, but I honestly don't think John Harbaugh did anything overly wrong there. He, he put the ball in the hands of a former NFL MVP, and he also tried to score a touchdown to keep pace with or at least keep at at, at bay a guy who is MVP caliber yeah. uh Josh Allen. I just didn't like the the play call necessarily, but then again, we're playing the results because it could have worked out. Sure, I and think- we already saw Lamar Jackson throw up a prayer earlier in that game. Yeah, uh, they got tipped around <laughs> five times and caught. Yeah, but I would have. I just wish it wasn't it, the worst coaching decision yesterday. I'm just going to say that Absolutely going forward not. was the right move. I think to me, I just, I mean, in Stone, maybe you can help me with this. Like, why not? You have Lamar Jackson. Why not like a simple RPO? Roll right, Mark Andrews is your third option there, or you can run it or in type run, deal. If you get stopped, they're taking over first and ten from yeah. their like one. Either of those two options seem better than like a drop back. Yeah, I, I when think, you know they're gonna all out blitz. I think because every single person, in, including Kathy from Idaho and Jim Bob from you know Kansas in the stands, knows that a zone read is coming. And, and when you're talking about two point plays, it works a lot for them. I though. mean, it does work a lot, and you expect a guy to do something on his feet. So for the play action, for to get Lamar moving to his right, like you would think he'd be able to chase the pylon, you'd be able to think he'd be able to get in with his feet. Yeah, which is a good pass rush from Buffalo. But great. as far as the two point plays, like you probably have ten on your on your call sheet if you're a coach. And that's one you've practiced time and time again throughout the week. You've walked through it the day leading up to it. Like you had faith and confidence calling that play. Yeah. No doubt they did. He and that's I, maybe maybe I, I haven't seen a replay. Maybe there was something that he missed. Maybe he made well, an incorrect read or missed an opportunity, missed a window to throw it to somebody. Duvernay was wide open for like three minutes yep. in that corner of the end zone. Yeah. But but Lamar was running away from you know two or three pass rushers, so he didn't. Sure. See him so until now it was we're too late. talking about yeah. if the offensive line did their job, yeah. you would have seen well, Duvernay. They, yeah, now they it's did apples not and oranges. Do yeah. their job at all. So and yeah. I just I. I appreciate John Harbaugh just for he trusts Lamar. I love that. All the things that that are talked about Lamar and all the things that are said about Lamar, John Harbaugh doesn't subscribe to that. We've seen them in key situations succeed before maybe going the, I suppose you'd call it, the unconventional route, though I don't think there's anything unconventional about you have a dynamic quarterback who's putting up MVP performances at the two-yard line with a chance to really – uh, kill the favorites in the AFC. All you need is two yards with Lamar. 
and you failed. I'm like, fine. But I think, I don't know the message it sends to the defense. The Ravens' defense, if they're offended, if Marcus Peters is offended by what John Harbaugh called yesterday, I mean, they need to look themselves in the mirror. Yeah, be better. They've been bad. So that's odd that you're saying that. So is that what you think Marcus Peters was mad at? So Marcus Peters was mad at one of his defensive linemen actually tackling Devin Singletary instead of bringing him in the end zone. Instead of right. bringing him in the, the end zone. So, yeah. so they were holding Marcus Peters back from fighting his own teammate, the defensive lineman, because you saw the whole team react when they did tackle Devin Singletary on the two, all threw their arms up, all like, really pissed. The there? whole sideline was like, oh my God, and Harbaugh lets that D lineman have it. Marcus Peters was going to throw hands with his own teammate in that situation. Oh, so it wasn't, it, it, he wasn't going after John. No, Harbaugh. they wanted, Interesting. They, they, they were told to let him score because they were going to give Lamar a minute 45 to go down and, and tie the game. Yeah. And the kid, the guy tackled him, tried to force the turnover and ruin the whole, ruin the whole game. I saw Calais them. Campbell, like you said, yep. throw his hands up almost. I thought he was trying to motion like we should have grabbed him and pulled him in the end zone. That was the plan, don't touch him. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, it was weird. And it was like a minute 40 on the yep. clock right there. So yeah. if you let Singletary score. Yeah, they were just able to bleed it out the rest of the way. Yeah. Right. Field goal and the game's over after right. that. And that Josh Allen QB sneak on what was his second second down where yeah. they got the one yard but not in the end zone, that was, that was massive. This is my thing. Field goals don't beat Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, they just don't. The Dolphins, I'll admit it, they got fortunate not once but twice to stop Josh Allen. That's not the norm. That is an isolated incident. Josh Allen, the way he seamlessly marched them down the field, still with a minute 45 on the clock, but they by the time they got inside the five, like, come on. Yeah. There was no way a field – it was going to be the same result if you go up 23-20 than they did missing on fourth down. Yeah, Josh Allen would have scored a touchdown. Yeah. So all the people <laughs> yeah, trying, right. to like, trying to, like, Monday morning quarterback, and, oh, I can't believe he went for it. You have Justin Tucker, yeah. you have – like – First off, it was a three-yard field goal, so yep. you, you can have anybody, and they can make that field goal, but and, also... And like you mentioned, if you don't throw the pick and put the ball on the 20-yard line, like you gotta, yeah. Josh Allen's got to march 99 yeah. yards in which the rain with a tie ball. Still, game, which he still, still probably do it. Still, he, would do it. he would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was raining a little bit, but this he is, had a few turnovers already. But this is the yeah. thing, too. This is not granddaddy's NFL where it's three yards in a cloud of dust. There are certain quarterbacks <laughs> that you always have to play for seven. There certain are. quarterbacks, it, 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 starting at a certain point in the second half, you have to always play for seven. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I guess if he's right, Brady. Um, Rodgers, you would. Rodgers, you want to play for what? seven so, for so, sure. So, so boom, rhythm. I was waiting yeah. for you to get to Rodgers because this is another coaching decision that I wanted to bring up to you guys. So you said you got to play for seven against Aaron Rodgers. So the game is tied at, what, 24-all in the Green Bay-New England game, right? Okay. There's a minute 48 on the clock. Green Bay punts it down to the two-yard line. Mm -hmm. So Bailey Zappi now has the ball on his own two-yard <laughs> line luck, kid. with a minute 48, yeah. and Bill Belichick decides to run the ball and run the clock out and go to overtime. Now, I battled with this one for a long time. Like, obviously, you don't want your 21-year-old quarterback to turn the ball over, right? But, but you got to go for the throat if you're playing Aaron Rodgers. So Bill Belichick deciding with almost two minutes on the clock, to run the clock out and go to overtime, I'm still battling with the decision well, right now. Well, keep in mind, though, they they came up with a defensive stop, uh, the previous yeah. Packers' possession, to keep Green Bay from taking the lead. Yep. That led to the, the game being tied. The Packers had to kick a field goal to uh, force it to a tie game to put themselves in a position to go to overtime. So I wonder if Belichick was saying, hey, listen, defense did the job. Let's yeah. just let's not fight the field position battle here. Let's just get ourselves ready to go. Like, I, I don't I think, think he made the right call there. 
You, just because you don't, you can't trust Bailey Zappi. You Nothing can't against yeah. him. You just can't. Like maybe, no. just maybe. And still, I wouldn't trust Mac Jones in this instance either. But maybe, <laughs> right. let's, yeah, let's not be yeah. overly complimentary of that guy. But I would at least say, at least he's the guy you've been going through all the reps with. So at least you know what you have, and you can make a more advised decision of okay, maybe we do one play fake, take one shot down the field, you know, whatever. But with Bailey Zappi. Third string quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Like I just do. last year, he was playing in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. I do, I do understand that so, completely. But you less know, than 365 soon, days ago, but Aaron Rodgers calls head, and that coin lands on heads, totally. and Packers go to minus 300 on the money line. Like, okay, but you they just, stopped you, them. You, you, they yeah. did stop them. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I think I, I got I, I was cutting the lawn and doing lawn work while this was happening, so I got this out of order. Yes. The, the field goal came after to force overtime for right, the Packers. Right, I wasn't so, going to do that. But, but still, I think the point remains the same, that you've got Bailey Zappi on the two-yard line. Would it be great to pick up a first down there or have an extended drive? Sure. But if you can at least put yourself in a position to let what's been a pretty stout defensive effort, that defense get out onto the field, and it, it, if you keep them out of the end zone, worst case, you're going to overtime, and you get to reset and give Bailey Zappi a field position chance. And – the Patriots stopped the initial Packers they possession. Did, yeah. So they got the ball. Yeah, in a three and out. Decent, yeah, three and out. In yeah. a pretty decent field position. So I would say I see what you're saying, but I think Belichick there is actually right. He He'll put right, Bailey yeah. Zappi in that position to throw <laughs> a, a meltdown a game losing yeah. pick. Right. Um, and also, we're talking about flawed contenders, the Green Bay Packers. Like, I think. It can get really, really nice with them if, if these receivers do figure it out. But yeah. that is a oh. sore, sore spot for Aaron Rodgers right now. Who's Romeo 87? Dobbs? Yeah, <laughs> Romeo that, Dobbs. How does he not catch that touchdown? Oh it should have never gosh. gone to overtime. <laughs> you can't throw a ball. That was third and eight. That was the three and out. That was that third was and eight. Christian, that was in overtime, right? Or was that the no. fourth quarter? That was, was, right. that was, that was, fourth that was quarter, with yeah. two minutes and 15 yeah. seconds left, yeah. the play before they punted right. and pinned that, That's right. what led to pinning that's the Patriots what, deep. Yep, yep. Then we had the uh, – I couldn't believe that. And Aaron Rodgers threw his hands up and punt. hugged his lineman. It was it was wrapped. It was over with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in his lineman's arms. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know the ball was incomplete because he got trapped under him for mm-hmm. a second. They got so many receivers with these tools, right? Like Christian Watson, the speed guy, Romeo Dobbs, the route runner. Randall Cobb, the trusted one. The trusted Unfortunately, one. none of those guys have hands. <laughs> yeah, like the problem. None of their tool is hands. I mean, Rand- Randall Cobb is his Cobb blanket is, Cobb is as, as it true. stands right now. Even the third, they, a third and one in overtime to true. end the game. I mean, Unfortunately, Randall Cobb doesn't Randall have Cobb. age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tool of age. He's just not dynamic. Youth. He's not dynamic, but no. he's 32. Yeah. I don't think he's grandpa yet. He's not dynamic. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Like Randall Cobb is like like Danny Amendola. You know what I'm saying? He he's is. just not white. He is. So we don't think of him that way a lot, but he's That's like accurate. a Danny Amendola type. Wes sure. Walker. Uh, you know, it's just not something that you're going to build your but office I mean, around. There's, there's Cobb, and then there's Lazar, and then after Lazar, it is just like Some guys. falling into a deep, deep lava-filled trench. I think Dobbs can be that guy, though. I, I think he will be, too. Well, and I think Aaron Rodgers realizes that yeah. now. But he's just like, dude, you got it. You ha- if you're going to be that guy, that's a catch you have to make. But you know who else used to make a lot of bad drops early in his career? Devontae Adams with the Packers. Mm. He used to drop a lot earlier. I remember that because I had him in fantasy. Ah, mm. speaking of fantasy, yeah. let me tell you about underdog fantasy. Woo. It's my favorite fantasy. It's the best fantasy. Underdog fantasy. Hey, I'm going to keep this simple. Promo code West Palm. 
You guys live here or in the area. You know how to spell it. West Palm. All one word. West Palm. Use the promo code right now at Underdog Fantasy on the app or online at underdogfantasy.com and get in there. They are going to double your deposit up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy. Why? Because they're giving and because they know you're going to love Underdog Fantasy. So, for example, Monday night. Monday Night Melee, I'm looking at it right now. You pick a quarterback and a kicker, a combination of a quarterback and a kicker, full PPR. It's just fun stuff like that. You enter it for $5, you have a chance to win $20,000. How Mm. good is that? Mm -hmm. Monday Night Melee, a whole collection of games. You got baseball as well, some moonshot Monday, six-person drafts picking who's going to hit the most home runs. I love it. That is the type of fantasy you're getting daily at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code WESTPALM and get your deposit doubled up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, right. you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Drove here today, as I always do, in my Kia K5 GT. Blue, beautiful. Got it from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. That great selection of Kias. All you have to do is go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. You'll see them. And then you head into the actual location, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport in West Palm. And it is majestic. I mean, there's Kias, beautiful Kias all over the place. It was love at first sight for me. I saw my Kia K5 GT. I saw a little little animated heart surround it, and I knew. I knew. I felt things. I felt feelings for it. And I've had it for a couple of years now. I love it. You're going to love the bar, a car buying experience at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Largely because you get the idea right off the bat. They're just looking out for you. They want to make sure that you're leaving the lot happy. A lot of car dealerships, there's a bottom line. Oh, I got to hit this monthly goal. Got to hit this. Got to hit this. Got to get my bonus. Got to get my raise. Now, at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, the bottom line is making sure that you feel good about what you're driving off the lot with. That you come back. That you tell your friends and family, hey, these people do it the right way. Go check them out. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Credit Clinic on site. Bankrupts on site working for you. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Do we have serious sounding news effects? Stone has some stuff before I give. We can't do the news anymore without serious sounding stuff. Nice. Okay. Breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Tua Tungavailoa out against the Jets on Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater will start for the Dolphins at quarterback with Skylar Thompson elevated to the number two. Three and a half point favorites. Three and a half? Yes, sir. Sounds about right. And Teddy, we trust. So we said earlier in the show, we don't think because the court of public opinion now is ruling how Tua gets handled, which is very unfortunate, but that's just the reality right now. We don't think we're going to see Tua until November. So you've got the Jets at the Jets Sunday with the quarterback, according to Mike Greenberg, Zach Wilson, (laughs) the the quarterback. And Mike Greenberg will be there in person at MetLife Stadium throwing rose petals at Zach Wilson's feet. 
Thanks for the interceptions. Petals. Rose petals. Spraying them with perfume. Um, then the Dolphins host the Vikings. We know Kirk Cousins can't really win on the road. So. Do people sp- I feel good about spray that. Spray other people with perfume? It's like a religious thing. Oh, like when with Jesus with the uh yeah, yeah. yeah, I forget what that stuff is called. But yeah, it was like Would perfume. you read the Bible sometime? You're right. I'm Come sorry, on, man. I'm sorry. But you said Yeah, I recommend Job. You said rose petals though. Leviticus. If you, if you would have said like the palm branches, then I would understand. Palm fronds. Got, yeah. Palm fronds, whatever, man. Look, I've been in South Florida for like a year and a half. That's it. Unfortunately though, the Vikings game is not prime time. So we might get a good oh, we might get a good Kirk Cousins. You're right, you're right, because Maybe it'll be too hot for the Vikings <laughs> 1 o'clock on Sunday because then the Dolphins are on primetime Sunday night against the Steelers. All right, that's going to be a win. Oof. That's going to be a win. The Brian Flores return. And then uh, the day before Halloween is the Dolphins at the Lions. So if, if we're correct and Tua doesn't play an entire month because the Dolphins are afraid of how that's going to look uh, to the public, they're afraid of uh, Twitter coming after them. Then it'll be the Dolphins at the Jets, the Vikings at the Dolphins, the Steelers at the Dolphins, the Dolphins at the Lions. How do they come out? Four games in October. What's the October record for the Dolphins? Stone, what do you think? God, uh, four games. I'll give them three and one. I think they can get by these teams. I think they lose to the Lions if it's Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Or that's the game they lose if there's one of them. Really? I'm going to say two and two. I'm going to say 2-2. Two and two. I think they might lose at home to the Vikings. They'll lose at Detroit. But I think they beat the Jets Sunday, and they beat the Steelers on Sunday night. Okay. 2-2. Two and two. So that, that would put them at 5-3. and three. I feel okay about that. 5-3 and that. Three going into November. That's fine. That's fine with hopefully Tua coming back. I think they for sure go 3-1, and one, and I think the game they lose is the Vikings. I think, I mean, the way that Xavier Howard has been getting torched in the past couple of weeks, and the way he gave up that touchdown to T. Higgins, I'm a little nervous about that matchup with the Vikings. That T. Higgins one came right after the two uh, yeah. hit, right? Literally. So maybe he was, was, he was a little yeah, messed up. Mentally. Yeah. But I'm just saying. He's, like, he's also dropped like wait, four but, interceptions. But, but, when is Byron Jones coming back? Is he? This week, he should be coming. Well, he's eligible yeah, to come back eligible. this week. Will he? We're not sure. Right. So we'll, we'll see what the court of public opinion has this Yeah, well, if Twitter clears him, yeah. then he can play. Well, we'll do a poll. We'll but, put a poll up yeah, after. But you're right. Yeah. I do think Justin Jefferson has his way with X. I think he has his way. I think the, the Vikings running game, again, it's not in prime time, so Kirk Cousins will at least be mediocre to average. You know, a little bit slightly above average. Yeah. And the Vikings defense, I think, is still kind of decent. Good pass rush. And, and, and you got Teddy Bridgewater in only his second start at that point. I think that's the game I would be nervous about. Uh, the Lions, their defense is, they, they give up it's touchdowns bad. left and right. Yeah. They score a lot. They do score a lot. But hopefully by then, Byron Jones is back. Xavier Howard, his mental state is better. Because it's not right after the uh, the tool play. <laughs> he and has everything. dropped so many interceptions. It's, been, it's not been a good start for him. He had a really good week one. I remember uh, against the Patriots. Well, he had a he had a good game against the Bills too. That's true. He had like three pass breakups. I think yeah. his season's been okay, but I think every time he gets beat, now it we just bad. say, "Oh no," because it's him. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have much help on the other side. Yeah. What? Well, well, that T Higgins touchdown, man. Again, I, he was sat over he, Tua. He had no. Yeah. He had no chance. T. Higgins ran right by him, stacked him. It was just textbook stuff. And T. Yeah. Higgins shouldn't have played because he got concussed the week before. <laughs> That's right. And Byron Jones will only play as long as Mike McDaniel is treating him like his own son. We got to find out. Mike McDaniel better tell me this week that he's treating Byron Jones like his own son. 
or I better not see him on the field because Rex Ryan says so. Yeah, and, but, and he's going to foot the bill for that one. Yeah. <laughs> It might be Daniel. It might be Daniel. Also needs to cry probably uh, uh, for Byron Jones as he did for Tua. I thought that was really, really good stuff for Mike McDaniel. Well, he wasn't doing that on purpose. I didn't think so necessarily. Did you think that was an act? No, I didn't. Some I, of that. Some. Some. Oh. I, was, I think he was definitely sad about Tua going down. I thought it was well done. For Are sure. you kidding me? But look, Are man. you kidding me? You thought Mike McDaniel was faking it when he was at the podium getting emotional over a player that people thought maybe was dying beforehand? That same player that he, you know, quote-unquote back injury, get him back out there and oh play some football. God. All I'm saying is you can't have it both ways. This you is can't so have dumb. it both ways. You can't I'm have so it both stupid. ways. Sad. I'm just no. saying – you you help get him he back comes off there. He comes off. Trainer says he's good. Pass concussion protocol. Good. Mike McDaniel puts him out on the field. That's the job of a head coach. Come on. Yeah, we true. need to stop with this. It's so easy to bag on the Dolphins because of how embarrassing some of their stories over the last 15 years, largely based off of Stephen Ross decisions, have been. Like if it's if it's not the bullying of a gay teammate in the locker room or a, a player who acts or who perception is to that player has acted gay in the locker room, uh, then then it is an offensive line coach doing cocaine yeah. uh, on Zoom or it is the owner trying to Zoom call Tom Brady from a yacht with the head coach or telling the entire front office that, hey, we're tanking this year or trying to hire the hot college coach while he still has a coach. It's all those things. It all yeah. adds up. So the yeah. Dolphins be ta- become convenient targets, and this is why, and I get it, they don't get the benefit of the doubt with something like this. But to put any blame on Mike McDaniel, I think is just really, really short-sighted. I, I think he's blaming himself more than I would ever blame him. I'm not blaming the sure, guy. Sure, I agree. I think he just, and maybe those tears partially was him thinking about it like, damn, I could have played this differently. No. Part of it had to be. I, I, I think You're going to have that if, kind of regret. You're going to regret if it, it. If it was going to benefit me and my job here at ESPN West Palm and help climb the ladder and I had to cry <laughs> for Theo, I would probably shed a few tears. You people are pathetic. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe Stone would uh, You think it tears. was an act. Fine. You know what You know what I think was an act? Uh-oh. Rafael Nadal made Roger Federer's retirement about himself. That's crap. Are you kidding me, Rafael Nadal? So and I know this happened like a week ago, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, That's tennis crap. boy. Listen up, tennis boy. Rafael Nadal holding Roger Federer's hand while they watch a farewell montage in London. That is the most look-at-me performative nonsense I have ever seen. I'm going to say it. If you think Mike McDaniel's putting on an act, so is Rafael Nadal. The whole world said, oh, that means so much. That's how you know Roger Federer made an impact because his greatest rival was so emotional he was leaving. No, 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 no. Rafael Nadal made it about himself. Look at my tears. Hola, look at my tears. <laughs> those two conquered. What was that? Those that was two, Spanish. Those two conquered the I didn't know world. What else to do. They, con- they conquered the world together, those two. For 20 plus years, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer are kings of the world. Are they? Are they, they were, are, you go look at the team. most money made and the most you know championships they're and titles. Sharing money. They're above Messi. They're above Ronaldo. They're above Tiger Woods. These two conquered the world together. And it is no longer. Those were real tears. I cried watching that video. Oh, that. Rafi on the doll. I just sitting there like, like, oh, muy triste. Oh, mis ojos, mucho agua. Like, it just. And Ellie Golding. Just making it about mucho it himself. Agua? Ellie, much water. Much water. Mm. Oh, because he's, t- he's crying, crying. Ellie yeah. Golding was live performing in person. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, was, I did. That pretty was good Spanish from All the yeah. feels. 
all the fields. No, if you think Mike McDaniel is putting on an act, so is Rafael Nadal. That's right? cheap on you. It's it's accurate on my part. Oh, Rafi, hey cameras, make sure you get my good side. Oh, Rafi, oh, oh, oh Roger, I'm gonna miss you. Hey, make sure, hey, take a picture right now. And they and they asked Roger Federer in an interview if he had seen the video yet, and he said yes. And they said he started tearing up while you know talking about uh-huh. that video of him holding hands. A, a bunch of, of wusses, man. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. I'm Ken Levick, and I'm sad about Roger Federer too on ESPN One Hundred Six Three. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live. On ESPN 106.3. Stone is out and about tonight in Palm City. Go see your boy. Where are you going to be at, Stone? I'm going to be at Hurricane Wings and Grill. And here's what you guys can do. You can use your skills to compete in the Bud Light Football Face-Off. Win a Bud Light Ultimate Tailgate Package, including a cooler, beer, free beer, Bluetooth speaker, Bud Light Tailgate Power System, a bunch more. That's tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. Come play games, drink beer. Watch some football. We got Monday football, Monday night football. You know, Hurricane Wings and Grill, like I said, in Palm City. If you're up in that area, you know where that's at. Must be 21 plus for official rules. Visit ESPNWestPalmContest.com. It's brought to you by Southern Eagle, who reminds you to drink responsibly. All right, so what time does that start? Six o'clock. All righty. Monday night football tonight. So you've got the Rams in action. You've got the Niners in action. NFC West battle. What is this line? The Niners. You know, that was going to be my question. Why on God's earth are the 49ers favored in this game? I understand they're home. It's an in-state rivalry, but what are we doing? Um... I don't think it's that off. I think the Niners are better. Yeah, Jimmy G. Jimmy G makes them better. Oh, this make this stone let's, is let's livid. Make, all right, let's make a little friendly bet. We'll come in tomorrow because based the, off the line or just, just like straight up wins loss. Just straight up win win loss here. I'm, I mean, give me the Rams as dogs. Here. I, I'll take the I'll take the Niners for sure. But he's not even in tomorrow, so it's not yeah. like he's gonna. I can call. Okay, <laughs> it's Ashley's fine. birthday. I had to take it off. What? But what should what <laughs> should uh, what should we bet? That's a good question. I just don't think these 49ers should be favored. <laughs> He's All just right. trying to make a point right now. I don't even know if he really if, wants to bet. If you win, I'll buy you more Takis. Oh, okay. If I win, you got to get me one of those big old fat like protein chocolate chip cookies. I'll show you a picture. I love that. No, I know they're delicious. They're good stuff. Man. That's I love great those stuff things, right yeah. there. Uh, so that's what we'll do. So, But just straight up. Just straight up. Straight up, baby. Okay, yeah. I'll take nice. the Niners. I'll take Jimmy G. What's up, Jimmy G.? Appreciate you. Uh, real quick, is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Theo, what are you doing for Ashley for her birthday? Uh, I'm going to try and give her some of that good healing power over that ankle. What does that mean? Maybe I'll just go where the pros go. Yeah? Yeah. All right. What does that that mean? Was that a euphemism for something? Oh, I mean, maybe. Oh. You know? I like that. Don't tell my grandma. We're not married yet. That's my fiance. Quickly. Give me that action. <laughs> Get that water that burning action, on the stove. <laughs> See that action. Over under .5 interceptions, Matthew Stafford tonight.
What is it? Five and what? Just five one and interception. Just Matthew Stafford throwing yes. interception. Yes, of course he does. That's what he does. Yeah. Give yeah. me the over. Give yeah. me the over on that. Like two. <laughs> Theo, that's done. I'm Ken. Happy birthday, Ashley. Talk to you tomorrow.